welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Uh, Today I'm going to share with you, and Jen's going to share for a few minutes, but I'm going to share with you some thoughts during these 21 days of prayer and fasting that we had. We were very intentional about seeking the face of God to find out what this year is supposed to look like, what it's going to be about, what we're going to do. I'm I'm going to talk to you in broad, sweeping terms today, and today I'm going to talk to you about what God is saying for 2019. That's that's my goal today, and I'm going to share with you three things from 2 Samuel chapter 5. Um, about that, and then Jen's going to share some thoughts as well. I'm sorry, we're, we're a little rushed today. We have to be out by noon, so, um, you know, we're, we're trying to honor our time commitments here, and you know what? You can join us as well in believing God for our own building. That is something that God has for us somewhere, someplace, and we are believing God for our own place so that we don't have to get kicked out, so that we don't have to set up, so that, you know what, if we just want to have church all day long, shoot, man, we can have church all day long. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want, and ain't nobody able to tell us to stop. Right? Andre was like, yeah, that's right. You can't tell me to stop. If you got your Bibles, open to 2 Samuel chapter 5, and we're going to work our way through three sections of this this passage. Um... 2 Samuel begins with David and his men hearing about the death of Saul. And um, it's how it starts out. They find out that Saul's dead. Uh, And then David asks God, he's like, well, should I go back to Judah and live there? God says, yes, you should go back to Judah. He says, where should I go? He says, go to the city of, of Hebron. So he goes back there and he lives. And they anoint him their king over Judah. And so the Bible begins to talk about how he was there and this war begins, this civil war begins between the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah. Saul's son, Ishbosheth, Ishbosheth, Shethisheth, Chef Boyardee, becomes king. Now we all know that God had anointed David king, correct? David was the king that God had chosen, but when Saul died, Saul got jealous. We all know this story. Saul got jealous. Uh, He really got jealous when they went out to war one day and they came home and they began singing the songs in the streets about Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands, right? And things began to creep up in Saul's heart that began to make him angry and resent David. And there began to be this split in in the nation of Israel. And so when Saul died, Saul's son became king of Israel, and and David became king of Judah. And then war broke out between the two nations, and they had about a a war that lasted about seven years, seven and a half years, and they just kept killing each other. And in 2 Samuel chapter 5, picking up here, I'm reading out of the New Living. Verse 1, it says, Then all the tribes of Israel went to David's... um, Saul's son has been killed at this point. And he says here, he says, We're your own flesh and blood. In the past, when Saul was our king, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord told you, you will be the shepherd of my people Israel, and you're going to be Israel's leader. This is what God had said to David. 
So there at Hebron, King David made a covenant before the Lord with all the elders of Israel, and they anointed him king of Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years in all. And he reigned over Judah from Hebron for seven years and six months. And from Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah for 33 years. Everybody say 33 years. One of the things that God is saying to me about this year is that 2019 is going to be a year of unity. It's going to be a year of unity. I was, me and James were talking this morning on the way to church. And let me tell you this. Uh, Mark chapter 3, Jesus is talking and the Pharisees are mad at him because he's casting out evil spirits. And they're saying, well, he's casting out evil spirits by the devil. He's got the devil inside of him. And that's how he's able to cast out those possessed people. And Jesus says to them, well, listen, guys, if a kingdom is divided, how can it stand? And the number one tool of the enemy is division. He comes in there, he brings lies to you, and he tries to cause division to you. He tries to separate you. And God is saying in 2019, he is wanting 2019 to be a supernatural year of unity in our lives and in our church family. Hello. That was Jesus calling and saying, come on, Jacob, you're on the right track. It's a year of unity. He tries to divide our marriages. He tries to divide our families. He tries to sneak any way he can and split us apart. But God is saying, I am wanting to bring you together. In 2 Samuel chapter 3, when the beginning of this war starts, 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1, I think, says, there was a division and there was people that were loyal to Saul and there was people that were loyal to David. And let me tell you this. Loyalty to man will always cause division, but loyalty to God will always bring unity. In Joshua chapter 5, I love this story, and I was sharing it with, with James and Jen yesterday. I was reading the Bible, I just said, don't you just love this story? Joshua chapter 5, Joshua is getting ready to take the Israelites and take the city of Jericho, right? You know the one where they had to march around every day for seven days and not saying a word? Super weird, super awkward, super embarrassing. Could you imagine being this big army and God says, hey, you're not going to go out and fight. Here's what I want you to do. I want everybody to be quiet, close your mouth, stop talking, and walk around this city. And that's it, once a day. So before they go out, the Bible says in Joshua chapter 5, the beginning, I think verse 4 or 5, Joshua's out there and he sees the angel of the Lord. And Joshua goes up and he says, are you a friend or a foe? Are you for us or are you against us? And you know what that angel's answer was? He says this. He says, neither. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. You're like, hmm, that's an interesting phrase. Well, let me tell you what he's really saying. He's saying, I'm on God's side. I'm not on your side. I'm not on their side. I'm on the side of God. And what that means to you and to me is that we need to get on God's side in life. The devil tries to come and cause us to be divided and be separate so that where our natural tendency is to get, oh, you be on my team. And this person over here, you're going to be on that person's team. But what God is doing is bringing people together. And the way to do that is by you and me getting on God's side. And that's what he's after. To have unity inside your families and inside your marriages and inside your kids and inside your finances and inside your body and inside our church. We need to be on the side of God. Praise him. All right, 
So number one thing that God said to me, it's going to be a year of unity, which means we are going to have to work. It's not always easy to walk in unity, is it? Sometimes it's a whole lot easier to let your flesh get mad and you act the way you want and you say the things you want and to be divided. But God is saying, listen, there are things that I have called you all to do. There are things that Hope City Church is called to do in the city of Abbotsford. And to do that, we must be one. And to be one, we must be one with him first. Amen? So let's get on God's side today. How about that? How about that? All right, so we go on. Let's go down to verse 17. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And I shared this during our fast, and I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Translation. Because I just feel like taking a long time to read the certain scriptures. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to look for him, but he heard about it and he went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out for battle in the valley of Rephium. And in verse 19 it says, David inquired of the Lord saying, should I go up against the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord said to David, you should go up for I will certainly hand them over to you. Verse 20 says, David came to Baal-perazim, defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. So he named that place Baal-perazim, master of the breakthroughs. And I want to remind you, I said this to you during the fast. And I'm saying it to you again for this year. God is saying that 2019 is a year of breakthrough in our lives. There are things that you have dealt with for a long time. There are mindsets that have been set in your mind and set in stone. There are things in your family that have taken place and transpired and caused you to think and act and believe a certain way. There are all kinds of issues that have caused walls to go up, that have caused chains to attach themselves to you. And God is wanting this year to be a year of breakthrough in your life. Mm -hmm. And when it says it's master breakthrough, we talked about this. That breakthrough isn't just like a casual breaking through. It's not just a slow breakthrough. It's not a trickle of water. It's a, it's, it's a breakthrough that is overflowing, like a rampage of water. Has anybody ever gone to Universal Studios? Have you been on like the studio tour where they put you in that that tram thing, and you drive around the park, and then you come to the place where the flood shows up. Have you been there? Put your hands up. Let me see. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. And they're like, they pull you up in this tram, and you're like in this old Mexican-style-looking city, and you're sitting there for a minute, and they're like, oh. All of a sudden, it starts raining. They're like, oh, no, guys, it's raining outside. And they're showing you how they make rain. And all of a sudden, inside the tram, it starts like making all these, like, you hear this, this sound. Something's building. Something's happening. Something like, it's just like, you hear this thing happening. The guy's like, oh, no, I've never seen this before. I don't know what's happening. And you're supposed to believe it's real. And you're like, what's going on right now? And then you see all of a sudden coming down the mountain towards you is this massive rushing water that comes and slams into your tram. And water goes everywhere. And you have to, like, everybody's seen the tram's like, ah! And you lift your feet up because you don't want your shoes to get wet. And you pick up your bags with your T-shirts that you've bought from Universal Studios because water's everywhere. Listen, not even that is close to how God is going to break through in your life in 2019. 
God is wanting to break through to where you are at. God is wanting to break off walls and chains. God is wanting to open blind eyes. God is wanting to move in your hearts and lives to bring healing, to bring health, to bring wholeness, and to bring restoration in 2019. It is a year of breakthrough. So going on, we didn't continue from this when I was preaching about it last time, but continuing on here, in verse um, 22, it says this. But after a while, so this is after the Israelites had laid a licking on the Philistines. But then verse 22 says this. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley of Rephaim. And isn't that how the enemy works in our lives? We get victory in one area. We have a breakthrough in one area. We see God move in our life in an area. And then after a while, the Philistines show back up. After a while, the things that you had victory in begin to creep back into your life and say, hey, we're here. Knock, knock, knock. Can we just come in for a little while? We just want to talk to you about something. Can we just, like, sit down? Can we just, like, come and park here for a while? We won't stay long, we promise. We just want to show up and talk to you about something. We feel like you kicked us out unjustly last time. We just want to talk to you about this person in your life that you had a relationship with. They're so mean to you. You should be angry at them. Oh, we, should, we just want to talk to you about your mom and your dad. They treated you so bad when you were growing up. They were so mean to you. They were so unjust. I want to talk to you about your husband for a second. He's a bad husband. He, he treats you bad. I want, to show, I want to talk to you about your wife. Your wife, she does not respect you. She, does, she never has dinner ready when you come home. Your clothes are always dirty. You've got to wash your own clothes. This is what happens. The enemy comes, and after a while, he shows back up. And if you're like me, there's been times in my life where I've got victory in things, and then I thought to myself, oh, man, I sure hope this doesn't come back and try and wiggle its way back into my life. Am I alone in that feeling? Here it says, after a while, the Philistines showed back up. And they tried to say, we're coming back. We want this land. We're coming back. We're, we're taking it back. We want this back from you. So it goes on here. Let's go to verse 23. And again, David asked the Lord again what to do. And let me tell you something, guys. You cannot underestimate the importance of asking God. You got to read your Bibles and you got to pray. You got to talk to Jesus. When you got issues in your life, you don't need to talk to your mom and daddy. You don't need to call your brother and sister. Sure, call them, but they are not Jesus to you. You've got to go to the Word. You've got to go in your prayer closet. You've got to shut that door and you've got to see what God is saying to you for that situation. We're all grown ups in this room. And God wants to have his own relationship with each and every one of you. So you need to go like David did again and say, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? And he said, do not attack him straight on. Instead, go around and behind and attack him from the trees. Verse 24 says, when you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on alert. That will be the signal. I love how God was giving signals to David. Like this is going to happen. Okay, David, this is what, okay, I want you to go around here, and then when you hear me doing this, that's when you go. God wants to work in your life. God wants to show you how to maneuver through situ situations and circumstances. 
He doesn't want to leave you on your own. He wants to help you get from A to B. He wants to get you from A to Z. So he says, when you hear that sound, that's the signal. Okay. Verse 25 says, so David, nope, okay. Okay, let's just stay put right here. <laughs> so David did what the Lord commanded, and he struck down the Philistines, Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer, Gezar, Gezor, I don't know. From that G place. They think that distance is about 12 miles. Where the Israelites chased the Philistines out of the land. And here's the last thing that God is saying to us about this year. There's going to be things that are going to come and try and reattach themselves to you. Where there's things that you've got breakthrough, where the master of the breakthrough showed up in your life and brought healing and health and wholeness. And the enemy is going to come and try and reattach itself to you. After a while, the Philistines showed back up again. And here's what's going to happen. God is going to work with you and show you new ways to defeat those things that have been dogging you your entire life. And when you do, you're going to whoop those giants from here to next Sunday. So 2019 is going to be a year of defeating the giants in your life. There are things in your life that are giants to you, where you have dealt with for decades, where you have dealt with for far too long, that keep coming back to you get victory, they come back. You get victory, they come back. You get victory, they come back. God is saying this year is a year where that finishes. Listen, he says, get on my side. It's a year of unity. I want you on my side. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on team Jake. I want Jake to be on team God. You get on team God and you watch and see what happens. When you're on team God, you see God breaking through those circumstances. You see the master of the breakthrough. Listen. David went and asked God, what do you want me to do? David didn't go to God and say, this is what I'm doing. Can you help me? He went to God and said, what do you want to do? You tell me what to do and I'll do it. And what happened? They did it. Boom. Master the breakthrough. Big, nasty flood of God shows up and wipes everything out. But then after time, the enemy shows back up at your doorstep. So what does David do? He goes back to God again and says, what do you want me to do this time? And God says, this time, I don't want to break through from the front. I want to circle around and knock him out from behind. And when you do, you're going to chase him from here to Abbotsford, to Surrey, to Langley, to Guilford. Wherever you're going, I'm chasing him out of your land to the next land. And that's what they did. They kicked him out of the nation of Israel all the way back to their land. So it's going to be a year of defeating giants in your life. And you should be excited about that because God is wanting to work on your behalf. God is wanting to break strongholds. God is wanting to break off patterns and things in your life that keep going around and around and around and around. And I don't know if you're like me, but I get tired of patterns in my life where the same thing keeps cropping up over and over and I got to keep dealing with that. I'm like, man, I'm tired of dealing with this. And I want to see this thing done once and for all. And God is saying 2019 is that year where he is breaking through and those things are going to die and you're going to defeat those giants that have chased you for far too long. Amen? Jennifer, why don't you, yeah, you're coming up. Come on. Come on. Do you want a little podium? Sure. It's not going to be long. Hi. Hi. Open your Bible to Exodus 33, 15. 
Cheryl, you, I don't think you have any of this. And that is A-okay. Exodus 33. I'm not there, but I will get there. Babe, you're preaching good. Preaching good. When you have a pastor that says get on the Lord's side, we get on the Lord's side in Jesus' name. Exodus 33:15 says, and he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. And I have not been able to shake this out, this scripture out of my spirit this week, just as we've been praying. It's just, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want it. We don't want it. And it goes so with what Jake's saying is that we're getting on the Lord's side. And God, if your presence isn't attached to this, if your presence isn't on this, we are not going to attach ourselves to what God's presence isn't on. Because the only side that we can be on as a church and as a people of God is on the side of of the Lord. And that and it so goes with what I was speaking about out of Joshua 3 5. Consecrate yourselves. Remember a couple of weeks ago, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. But if you actually go read the scripture before that, it talked about how the officers had commanded the army to follow, or when the Levitical priests come with the Ark of the Covenant, to follow them. Did you hear that? To follow them. The officers of that army had commanded them to follow the presence of the Lord. So when you saw the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant, that was the sign, okay, we're going to follow. We're going to follow. So unless God's presence comes with or is with us or is it on anything or is on what we're doing, we're not going. We're not going. We're going to sit and we're going to wait, like it says in that scripture again, that Joshua, he waited in the tent. You know, and even sometimes when we want to move, but God's not, we don't move until God says to move. And there's seasons where you just wish that God would say yes. You know, like, well, God, why aren't you saying yes to me? Just saying it's not time yet. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. But God's saying that it's a year of breakthrough. He's saying that it's a year of unity. He's saying that it's a year of defeating the giants. And you've probably been already hearing testimony after testimony after testimony of, of breakthroughs and giants being slayed within the body of this house. Lil and Gary, I don't want to steal your thunder. But you know what? Just come up quick. And I, I know Jake's going to be like, Jen, we're pressed for time. But... This, yeah. So this couple is just in a season of breakthrough and just surrendering their everything to, to Jesus. But without me stealing your thunder and stealing God's thunder, do you want to just share in two minutes? Your last month, maybe. This past month has been one breakthrough after another. Um, at leadership school, God gave me a voice to speak what he had been doing in my life. I had a major breakthrough that broke down walls of um, anxiety and fear that I have carried for my whole entire life. I am set free from fear. <clears throat> As I'm speaking, right? And also, we had a van that broke down. Our granddaughters had an eye in a van before the van broke down, and we believed God was going to bring it. But it was a waiting time of two weeks, which Arlene, Darlene lent us her vehicle for that two weeks. God had raised more money than what our granddaughters were able to afford. And we drove into a church this morning with a van that was completely and totally paid for. We never paid one cent of it, not one penny. And one of the people that had, we knew that it was God because one of the people that donated $500 
We did not know. We have never met. It was someone heard that we needed a van and handed the $500 over. So God was in it. He raised money that we had no concept. So we couldn't just say, well, our family members helped us. God reached out far beyond where we were and brought in fans in the funds. So we know that God can do all things. Who would believe that you could have a $5,000 vehicle and you never paid a penny for it? Gary, do you want to say anything? I uh, totally agree with everything Lil said. For me, for me, I always wanted to trust, but doubt always crept in. No longer, as total, complete trust in God, in everything. And I just say, glory to God and amen. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God, amen. Oh, guys, and that's just one. I put my arm around a lady today and we prayed and it's like, okay, I'm going to come into agreement with you with that today. I said, you know, we're in a season of breakthrough and we're just going to believe God for miracles just to keep happening, you know? And, And one of the greatest tools that we have in our arsenal to see the miraculous of God is to be thankful, to be thankful. Um, So we're not going unless God's presence, you know, is is with us, unless God's presence is around us, unless God's presence is before us. And we're following that. Um, But I had just written down a couple of things about the church that I see for 2019 and coming. And you know what? I I just did what how I write my papers at school. And I just started writing. I didn't think about it, you know. You know, those of you who are in school, you know, the best thing that you can do is just to get unlocked. And Jamie, you know, let's just start writing. Just keep writing and don't get too heady. So I just wrote. So you're going to hear what came out of my spirit, the church that I see. I see a church that is a house of hope. I see a church that is a house of healing. I see a church that is a house of praise. I see a church that is surrendered wholly to God on their knees. It's a church full of purpose. It's a church full of passion. I see a church that's fueled with prayer and intercession. I see a church full of the word of God because we are a church who reads the word of God. I see a church using their gifts for the glory of God. I see a church of generations, generations, rising together as one to see his kingdom come. I see a church that is seeking the heart of God. I see a church full of healthy families. I see a church that loves the Lord their God with all their might, with all their soul, and with all their heart, and they love their neighbor as themselves. I see a church that speaks the message of Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. I see a church that believes in empowering and equipping the next generation in who they are in Jesus. I see a church that is rising. I see a church that is an army. I see a church that is advancing. I see a church that is committed to unity. I see a church that is walking shoulder to shoulder as one. I see a church that hungers for holiness as they cry out, holy is the Lord. I see a church that is hungry to know their God and do mighty exploits for him. I see a church that is knocking on the door of heaven because all they want is what Jesus wants. I see a church filled with hope and a heart for their city. I I see a church that is beating with the heart of Jesus for the lost. I see a church that embraces the broken. I see a church full of the miracle working power of God. I see a church that is loud with their praises and not silent in their love for others. I see a church that's generous. I see a church that's faithful. 
I see a church that is fruitful. I see a church with open hands and open hearts because they've known the compassion of God. I see a church that will be used as weapons of compassion as long as they're here on earth. I see a church cheering one another on. I see a church that's faithful to see the one standing next to them succeed. I see a church that's equipping. I see a church that's raising up leaders to influence their generation. I see an encouraging church. I see an excelling church. I see a church that cares about its city. It cares about its country. Thus, we will be a church that reaches our city and our nation and the nations. Hope City is not a church that does church, but Hope City is a church that is the church called out of darkness into the glorious light for such a time as this. And like Exodus 33:15 says, unless your presence goes with us, God, we are not going. And that's what I wrote out of my spirit in two minutes. And that's the church that I see. And that's what I see when I see you, when I look at you today. And when I stand here today and I think about all the sacrifice and just the stuff that I know out of all the sacrifice of just for us to be here today, I say, bless the Lord. I say, bless the Lord. Judges said, when the leaders lead in Israel and the people willingly follow, bless the Lord. Did you hear me? Judges said, when the leaders lead. See, this wasn't just Jake and I, but Pastors Blake and Adrian. It's like we're just like coming in behind them now. When the leaders lead in Israel, babe, come here. Can we just all stand up for a minute? Can the worship team come up? When the leaders lead in Israel and the people willingly follow, bless the Lord. Well, what does willingly mean? It means surrendered. It means surrendered. Unless, God, your presence goes with us, we're not going. We're not going. We're not going because all we want is Jesus. And when all we want is Jesus, guess what we get? We get his highest and his best. But when we hold on to what we want, when we hold on to what we think and to what, you know, and just to the past and all of that, guess what we get? We get the fruit of what we want. But when we surrender, and it hurts for a moment to surrender, but guess what? I promise you, after you get past those, like, oh, it's so hard to surrender. Oh, it's so hard to fast for 21 days. Who fasted for 21 days? And who just, like, was like, wow, God, what are you doing in my life? Come on. When you see the fruit of your surrender, you're like, okay. You know, Frank Sinatra, I think he said, I tried it my way. But when you, you try it God's way, it's so much better. It's so much better. And I want that. I want more testimonies on this stage of the goodness of God. David said, I would have lost heart unless I believed I'd see your goodness in the land of the living. So I'm declaring to you, church, today, there shall be miracles. And not just miracles for miracles' sake, but miracles to testify of the goodness and the glory of God. I'm so um, moved by it.
your message this morning, and Jenny too, but the Lord reminded me of the first message I preached when we transplanted to Abbotsford, and it was out of Exodus 33, and that has always been the cry of my heart, that unless his presence goes with us, we don't want to go. But I believe that God is confirming us. We are before him and, and, and listening to Jake and Jen as they move us forward with God's vision for us in this season, that that would be the cry of all of our hearts. If your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want to go. And, and the answer of the Lord says, my presence will go with you and you will have rest. I believe the Lord is just bringing a, a, a rest and a confirmation and a sense of security in these days that, that we all need. But he wants us to hear his voice. The other message that God said into my heart was, I want you to lead and uh, by my voice, that you will hear my voice and live. And so this is as we present ourselves and as we listen and, and as God just uh, empowers us to do it his way, by his grace, he's bringing us into this new season with, with that heart of unity and with that heart to hear his voice. And people of God, I am with you. My presence is with you and you will have rest, says the Lord. You guys can just play Living Hope. Some practicals. We didn't want to pound everyone down with vision, vision, vision. Do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do this. This could be awesome. You know what, guys? It already is awesome. Come on. We're going to take this thing day by day. And, and God will speak. And by his grace, we will all listen. But a few things that I wrote down as some tangibles was something that's really been strong in my heart. And if there's five people here, well, may God multiply it to be 500. We're going to start a thing on Wednesday nights, once a month. It's going to be called Revival Nights. We're pushing, guys. We are pressing. We are pressing for the presence of God. And we're going to tie that in on Wednesday nights because Young Adult starts this next week. Come on. Jessica's launching Young Adults this Wednesday. And what we want to do is come alongside of that and support this in this next generation. But guess what? We're, so we're going to have revival nights catered to the next generation. But we all get to be part of it. I'll be here. I'll be here. Because we're called for such a time as this. This year, we are going to be focusing on community like never, ever before. I just did a research project for school, and I used some of the worship team as some of my study of research. It was on worship. It was, it was, it was trying to, how, how to have a more purpose-filled worship team was my paper. Well, guess what I found out after 45 hours of research, and I coded all the data. These guys care about being together more than anything. So if they care about being together more than anything, then I know that you care about being together more than anything. So we're going to build more community this year. So we're, gonna have, we're starting connect groups. Guys, get part of a connect group. And if there isn't one that just makes your baby jump inside of you, start one. You get to start a connect group. I release you. Start one. 
It's a season to come together and build relationships and get connected. Youth pastor, would you guys all keep a youth pastor in our prayers? We need a youth pastor. We need a youth pastor. And God has the right person. Could be here right now. Could I don't know. Maybe you're here. And if you're here, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. But these kids need something to call their own. But we'll be planning youth events in the meantime. Outreach. Our next outreach is going to be a skating event. We're going to rent the skating rink. And we're going to invite our city to come skating with our church. And we're going to pay for it. And we're going to pay for it because we are a church that believes in family. We are a church that believes in community. We are a church that believes in doing life together. So let's do it. Let's do it. And let's rent a skating rink. And let's all go skating together and invite our grandkids. And have a good time. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.